Welcome back to another episode of Mastering Money for Moms podcast, where we're discussing the two greatest generational gifts, raising a family and leaving a legacy. If you would, please like, subscribe, and share our podcast with others so we can help educate more people. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. So today I'm super excited. We have Elena George on with us. She is a mom, a realtor, and a real estate investor. She's also a top producing real estate agent out of Silicon Valley, where she leads an entire team of women real estate agents. She's also founded a Clear Connection Capital, which is a multifamily syndication company that helps everyday people invest in large commercial apartment buildings. In addition, she's got her own meetup in Silicon Valley, and she's also got her own podcast called Obsessed with Real Estate Show. She is obviously very passionate about real estate, but particularly particularly about helping others achieve their financial goals and financial freedom. So thanks, Elena. I, you know, thanks for coming on and welcome. I am so honored to be here when you invited me and and I saw the name of your podcast. I thought, yes, sign me up. Uh, Moms and money. This is like all I'd want to talk about ever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love that. And I just, right before we jumped on this, you told me that you're, you're expecting with your second. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. We're really excited. Um, end of April, we will be adding a little boy to our family. So, um, I already have a three-year-old girl, Hazel, and she's super excited. Um, it's, it's a, it's an exciting time. It's like that in between is still feels far away. I have like three months, but it's also right around the corner. (laughs) It is right around the corner. And folks, if you could see her, she has the tiniest little pooch. So for all of us that really get big when we're pregnant, you know, you're, you're just going to look at her and be envious. She's just (laughs) adorable. So (laughs) we're happy for you though. We're happy because all you want is a healthy baby. And um, so anyway, congratulations. Thank you, you so know. much. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about how you got into real estate. Were you introduced by a family member or how did you find, how did you find real estate? Yeah. So that's a great question. I did have an uncle who was a real estate agent but he never really, um, he lived out of the area, didn't really support like or inspire me to be a real estate agent. I kind of like even looked down on real estate agents. And, um, but what first introduced me to investing is that my parents, um, I think it had to have been like in the early 2000s, bought a rental property in Las Vegas, right? So they bought that and I kind of got to see them rented out and then they were getting like a check from it every month. And to me, I just, as a kid, right? Or I was like, I don't know, maybe middle school age, elementary. I just felt like we were so rich because we had two houses. We didn't even live in one and was making money. And I just felt like, um, on top of the world, like that was the coolest thing. Um, so then I never understood why they didn't buy more. Like that was their one and done. And, um, so anyways, fast forward, I was looking for a career that, because at the time I was bartending 
down in Los Angeles. And I was, I was writing in my manifestation journal every day. I'm so grateful for this lucrative career where I get to help people every day and see my family as often as I want. That's literally the verbiage that I was using. And I ended up getting studying and getting my real estate license. And I moved back to the area where my parents lived. And um, I ended up working really hard and making a lot of money and helping people like buy and sell real estate. Right. And, um, you know, I would say that, so I got, I was a real estate agent before I became an investor. Right. And I really feel like that was kind of like a stepping stone for me because I gained like such familiarity with homes and contracts and, you know, the market. And even when I started as a real estate agent, I mentored under another woman. So that kind of took like, um, a lot of the fear out of it for me of all of these, you know, you study and you get your tests and then nothing in the job is, is, was on the test. So (laughs) true. Yeah. So anyways, so then, you know, getting into investing, Um, I had always known I wanted to be an investor after my parents had bought that. I thought this is what I want to do also. um, And I had been studying money, um, what people with money do. I wanted to make money. And just like on a little bit of a personal note, right, the importance of money to me was that, you know, my mom was mostly a stay-at-home mom. And she and my dad who are still married, their marriage is not very happy. (laughs) I'll just say that. But, and I saw at a young age that she couldn't go anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. She didn't have any means to support herself or the confidence to do so. Right. So it was like, she just had to like put up with that situation. So I always knew like, Hey, I've got to make it for myself. I've got to um, be the money maker, right? So that's why I studied money and stuff. So fast forward, I was listening. I had tried to buy buy rental property two times before it actually happened. And when I I was listening to Bigger Pockets and I was getting so loaded up on content, I was getting like sick of it that if I didn't make a move and buy something, I was going to explode. Right. And I was at that time, this was end of 2019 because I made an offer and the like close of escrow date was the same as my due date (laughs) for my first child. And this was out of state investment, which I was buying sight unseen, um, in Ohio, which is where my husband's from. And, um, I was willing to like put all of my money. I just wanted to, I just wanted to identify as an investor so bad that I was willing to like take this big risk and spend all of our savings right before, right before COVID and having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) So did that go through? It did. Yes. You got it. Yeah. So, And, and how has that worked out for you? Um, so it's stabilized and doing amazing now. And I love it. So that was a single family home, a burr, if you're not familiar. So I was at home with our infant, 
um, managing a remodel across the country while my husband had just started a brick and mortar motorcycle business. And I was like literally drowning. I look back at that time of my life and I like, I have no idea how I did it, especially in the, those early, you know, weeks, months where it's like the sun is the only thing that like, lets you know, like what time it is because you're nursing and semi-sleeping and not showering. And it was just like such a whirlwind mess. And then our, um, neighborhood burned down. So if you know, California, um, yeah. And, um, so I had hired a property manager. This is like a long story. I don't know if you're ready for this. Wow. Yeah. Well, so we all know about the forest fires, but to know somebody personally, I don't know anybody that's personally been impacted by it. And so, wow, that's devastating. So did you lose your home? Luckily we did not. It burned around our house. And I will say that the only reason our house did not burn down is because of my husband being so paranoid air quotes, paranoid when we bought the house about fires. There hadn't been one in the area. I live in like basically like in the Redwoods Mm -hmm. um, in Santa Cruz mountains and there it's not dry. It's very moist. I have a Creek in the backyard. There's like, to me, very low chance of there ever being a fire. And he just made it his mission to make sure that the property was cleared And, um, yeah, but I think, I think 12 homes on my street, there's like 12 total and half of them burned down. Yeah. It was really devastating. We were evacuated for two months and for the first like few weeks, we weren't sure if our house had burned down and I had this little baby and I put, I had spent all of my money on my, our first investment property, which is probably not a smart thing to do. And, um, my real estate business, which was paying the bills was, you know, dried up as well because people, you know, were frozen with COVID in 2020 for a bit. Right. And I also was taking maternity leave. So, um, it was really stressful. Would I do it again? Probably only because of being on the other side and it having worked out. Um, yeah. (laughs) Wow. So there was so much to unpack in that. So first of all, I know you went through some mental challenges to overcome that, but let me back up first and say one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because my grandmother was like your mother. She married three different men because she had three children to care for. And she didn't have the skill set or the confidence that she could support them on her own. So when her first husband passed, she married a second one. And then when that didn't work out, she found her third one. And thankfully, he was a wonderful man who became my grandfather. But one of the things my dad um, just was so committed to is making sure I understood finances. And because of that, I ended up getting a minor in math and a finance degree just so I could support. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can't say, unfortunately, I was never exposed to real estate, but I think it's fascinating that um, 
there would be so many of us out there that recognize that women stay in relationships because they feel like they've they've lost their self-confidence or they don't have options. And that's sad. And I think as women, it's we need to educate ourselves. We need to get out there and share the word and have podcasts like you and I do and make sure that people have the tools that they need so that they can have options. They shouldn't be in a domestic abusive relationship, whether it's mental or physical or any of that. So anyway, it, it saddens me to know that maybe your mom may be, you know, feeling a little in a situation that could be better, but mm-hmm. um, let's talk about your mental, that there undoubtedly was a lot of mental challenges and stress that came with the yeah. fact that a, you had a baby two your house burnt down. Three, you just risked your entire savings on a home that you never saw, and your husband just starts a business. I mean, that right there makes me cringe for you, (laughs) and I'm so thankful you came through that okay. Yeah. So so tell me, how did you come through that? I mean, other than you had to, right? You had to persevere. But were were there anything, I mean, was your, kind of let us into that little, you know, give us an open or a window into your world at that time. Yeah. So it was a lot of faith, right? Of this is just happening today, but tomorrow it will get better. This is temporary, right? God doesn't Mm -hmm. give us anything that we can't handle. Um, A lot of prayers um, and then a lot of support um, from I was in, so I, the area I live in is rather remote. So, um, you know, I have like text groups of other moms, um, that really helped through that process as well. So re- really leaning into like the village, um, of other moms was super, super helpful. And people are always checking in right for the reasons of being a new mom. And then also with the natural disaster, um, there was a lot of, um, emotional support there as far as phone calls. And I just really felt like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this where when you're in a relationship and one person, it loses it right. Emotionally, the other person gets strong. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And I felt like my husband was a lot more on the emotional roller coaster. He, yeah. He was working like seven days a week at the new business because we bought a business that had a business or we started a business that had like a a U-Haul attached to it. And we're like, great, that'll generate income. Well, the employees quit like right away, right when COVID happened. So he was like doing everything himself. So he was stressed with that and the house. And like, I felt like rooted in my faith that everything was going to be okay. That even if we lost the house, we have each other, even if we didn't have money, you know, we would figure it out. It's superficial things, right? right. Not right. like for um, losses. Right. But, so when I saw that he was on an emotional roller coaster of ups and downs, I immediately, you know, had to become the stable one. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Absolutely. Like, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I made a, I, 
I, I do like looking back some of maybe the regret or things I would have done differently is I, I, especially with the property, because he already had so much going on. I really did all, all of the like remodeling property management and all of the issues on my own, like in silence, because I did not want to burden him with that. And that could be like something very specific to women <laughs> that we do because when you know, I had a situation where the poop hit the fan, so to speak. And <laughs> I had to put a new roof on because the city was um, threatening to revoke our rental permit. And I shared it with him. I like was like, oh, this maybe wasn't a good idea to let it go this far. <laughs> so really um, having, trusting him to step up uh, could have empowered him more, but um, you know, we do what we do with self-preservation. I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm very yeah. stubborn. And so I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to buy this property and manage it and also do all these things. So anyways, um, yeah, I would say that what made it, made, made it possible to get to the other side of my 2020 was really just faith, right. And, and being rooted in that and, um, and then also having, feeling that need to be strong for, for him, for my family, for my new daughter who didn't know what was going on. Right. She, where we had to stay with my parents, like I said, for two months and, um, you know, there she's learning to crawl and she's going through all of her developmental milestones, regardless of what was going on. Right. Yeah. Like being there for her. And then again, the community of not holding it all in, you know, so to say of like really leaning on other moms and other women, um, to just be an ear, right. They say like the moment you voice your problems, it cuts the burden in half. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but I definitely live by that of like, don't, don't hold these, um, these in uh, what you're going through your struggles. So that was really what what helped. And then it did get better, right? 2021 got better and business was better. <laughs> and I had a great year in real estate. I didn't, cause I didn't give up, right? The properties, uh, now it cash flows beautifully. I have a great tenant. I don't know how specific you want the numbers. And then, you know, I ended up buying some, uh, something else. I bought a fourplex, um, you. yeah, after that. So it, it, and my daughter is like flourishing. She's a crack up, but like it all got better eventually. Yeah. Right. Like I had the faith that it would. Well, I love the fact that you reflected on, this is just a temporary situation Yeah. that this is a season in time. It, it's not forever and you'll get through it. And, you know, when you have faith, it allows you to really reflect that there's more to life than our homes. And we have each other. That, that's the basis, right? That's the foundation. As long as we have each other and we have other people we can lean on during hard times, we're going to get through this. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, I, that was the philosophy that, that if it went in, if my life went in a different direction, our house burned down, we had to move, right? it would be okay. I've had enough faith and enough times where I didn't get what I wanted and it ended up being better. 
I don't know if you can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> you pray for something yeah. every day, you don't get it, but what you get is like, you couldn't even imagine. Right. No, I, I think we have to sometimes go through seasons of difficulty. So when we come out on the other side, it's even more beautiful than we ever thought it would be. And there's always a reason, right? I mean, I've went through a lot of challenges in real estate over the last few years during COVID. And I always am thinking, okay, there's a reason for my, my waiting season. And I have to believe that there's something better coming. And I just need to be okay with that. And it always turns out way better than you can ever envision. So yeah. I, I love I love your mental clarity and just your your ability to be positive, you know, make lemonade out of lemons. Yeah. So have you always been that way about life? Or did you kind of go through something in your life that helped you create this new attitude? <laughs> That's a really great question. So um, I've generally been an optimistic person, but not listed in my bio was that I um, got sober in uh, first, well, I was, I stopped drinking in 2020, uh, 20, I'm sorry, 2011, and then got clean and sober in 2013. So um, going through that of, of, you know, getting clean and sober definitely gave me a lot of direction and a better perspective and outlook on life. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, well, thank you for your vulnerability. I mean, that's, that's really putting it out there for everybody. And, um, I appreciate you sharing that. I have somebody else that's went through that and they are light all the time. They're just sunshine and I always appreciate appreciate being around that person because they just look at light or life differently. And I, I love it. Yeah. So that was probably the biggest like pivot when it came to my life at the same time of finances and self-confidence, self-esteem, really to turn a, a new page or a new direction in my life to where getting to something like 2020 it could never be as bad as where my life would have been had I not, you know, gotten my life on track when I did at 23. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't wow. share all the time because yeah, you're right. It is kind of a personal thing. And, um, but I feel like it's been long enough now, like I'm, you know, God willing, knock on wood, we'll have 10 years clean and sober that, um, yeah, it could be a testament if, if sure. Yeah. And you can bring other people to Christ through your testimony. And I just love that. So, so what is, what does um, 2023 have in store for you? What are your goals and ambitions? Oh my goodness. You're speaking my love language. <laughs> Besides a baby again, <laughs> um, you know, I have this syndication company, um, And so looking at really expanding my reach and who I can serve and help through that. Right. And, um, so that's been a goal of mine as well as with the new baby coming, right. I want to, which is what you talked about seasons, right. We all go through seasons and there's so much acceptance with that. And, you know, accepting that this is the season that I'm in now I'm going to have two little ones. Right. 
And I want to be a present mom and I want to raise these kids. Um, so, you know, kind of sitting back on, on the real estate sales, uh, aspect of my life and not putting the, my foot on the gas with that, because that's very demanding, <laughs> like physically, right. Open houses and sh- showings yeah. in the evenings, you know, and the, the clients, um, are demanding in a different way. So, um, you know, really making that shift because in my brain, I want to do everything, Jennifer, I want to do everything. I want to do all the things (laughs) all the time. Right. Oh yeah. I, I really pile it on, which is probably what happened in 2020. So let that be the lesson. But, um, so kind of just doing less, I read Kate Northrup's book last year. I'm not sure if you've read that one do less. And I have not, but I love the title. <laughs> yes. It's like, it's like a, a book for ambitious women on getting, you know, getting more done something like that. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's about doing less, but not being less and really honing in on your, what your special qualities are. And that's kind of what I want to focus on this year is, is doing less so that I can be more if that makes sense. Absolutely. Be more as a mom, as a wife, you know, in in the new business venture. So um, just accepting what I can do is, is going to be a challenge, but what I'm up for this year. I love that. And I'm confident you will do it because you love your babies and you let, you know, you want to spend time with them. So the fact that you manifest things in life, I know you're going to create the life you want to in each season that you have. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited true. for all the seasons. Right. <laughs> I, I get it. I, I hear you. Yeah. Well, so how can somebody connect with you further? Absolutely. Well, there's a few different ways, right? So I do have my show obsessed with real estate. Um, the obsessed with real estate show where I interview guests, um, you can connect with me on there, obsessed with real estate show.com. Um, or you can find that, uh, on anywhere you listen or watch, uh, podcast episodes. Um, I'm on Instagram, Alana George underscore real estate. That's probably where I'm most accessible. And then my, uh, syndication website, if you wanted to check it out that anybody listening or watching, um, wanted to hear about up coming opportunities to invest with each other. That is clearconnectioncapital.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on and thank you for being vulnerable and transparent. I know our audience got a lot of value out of that. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm honored. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mastering Money for Moms podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, follow, and leave a rating or review because it helps support the growth of this podcast. Also, I'd be so grateful if you would please share our podcast on Instagram and tag me at Mastering Money for Moms to help us grow our community of mothers. We'll see you on the next episode of Mastering Money for Moms.